Welcome to the American Made and Paid Show, the home of free speech and independent thought. The big story is freedom of speech is really in trouble. The far left knows that at any time they can call for a sponsor boycott of anyone they despise. It is right here, right now, where you'll get your weekly dose of unfiltered truth. It's non-negotiable. Pre-existing conditions will be protected. This president has said this as a candidate. Insight. Very few people I know could have handled it. We can never, ever let this happen to another president again. An information that challenges the American way of life. Welcome, everybody, to the American Maiden Page Show. Zach here, back again with Professor Dreg, and a lot of things happening in the news. Thought we'd kind of jump in, give our little perspective here. Uh, in the light of events of avoiding war with Iran due to a drone strike and uh, reparations being talked about, as well as, uh, you know, free speech being challenged as well in other countries and real, real punishment being administered amongst people, it just kind of goes to show that, you know, when it comes to the grand context of, other countries on a global scale, you know, it's still better to live here than anywhere else, really. We can talk about that a little bit more so with this uh, lawyer that was detained in Vietnam. I guess he was sentenced to 12 years for trying to lodge a protest, but it just shows you that when countries turn to communism and they have instances in which government can regulate your speech, it means also that they can sentence you to however long they want without a fair hearing. Part of the due process that we have here in this country is also being able to have proper, reasonable sentencing and a, a very, uh, I, would like to, I would like to think, a just legislative process in doing so. But it's not the case in a lot of other countries. So we can dive into that. But uh, let's talk a little bit about what happened over the weekend uh, regarding reparations. And uh, simply because that is, has been an ongoing topic. You know, we've been talking about progressivism. Reparations almost sounds like something that will always come up whenever we talk about discrimination, racism. We actually haven't touched back and talked about black slavery in a while. We've been talking about Christianity this whole time. But in the beginning of this, the beginnings of the show a couple months ago, we were talking a lot about the political spectrum, black people in 19th century, that type of stuff. And Candace Owens herself, I think, can I say something? Yeah, I go think, for it. I I'm think, listening. I think people listen to this show because... There was a comment that was made like black people during the reparations were better off or reparations, uh, reconstruction were better off in the 19th. I'm like, I feel like that's something. Yeah, I know. I think someone took that from us. Like, anyway. But there's a couple of like, I noticed, uh, I noticed a few people on YouTube, you know, saying that it's just, it's amazing. I'm thinking these people, but you know, but yeah. So I, I want to, want to address something that happened earlier. Uh, somebody that I know through a, a friend, I don't really know Coleman Hughes personally, but I, I, I know him know of him through a friend who knows him. So yeah, this was a guy, a young black man who obviously walked into a congressional hearing and it was about overdue inheritance or in other words, reparations. So why don't we talk a little bit more about that and your thoughts on it? Yeah, well, okay, because I'm going to say it again. I'm going to put on my Christian lens again because everything you said has to deal with Christianity. And I'll tell you why. Because you brought up the thing about Vietnam. It's a communist country. What is communism? Communism There is the elimination of God and rights from people. Exactly. 
it, it's it is the ex, it's um, that's a simplified I, way of putting it. But for our know, listeners, it, you know, no, but that is what it is. Yeah, it, it's 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 one hundred eighty degrees different. It's the exact opposite of the United States. Because yes. the United States is a Christian country. Like the true form of Christianity is what this country was founded on. Right. It really was because when, okay, so, because people got to understand what freedom of religion really is. What does freedom of religion mean? The ability to be able to practice your faith without consequence or punishment well, from the but government. It, okay, but in the context to the United States and the government, and what the constitution says, and now you got to put on your legal cap. What it means is the government, the federal government cannot endorse or create a religion. Sure. It could acknowledge religion, like, because uh, the Supreme Court literally came down with um, this hearing. Uh, they had a, a judgment allowing yep. the crosses to remain yeah. in the World War I memorial. Okay. They're like, oh, hey, you got to take it down because it's on public land and you can't put a cross on public land because it's, it's uh, endorsing this and endorsing that. But that's totally false. Mm -hmm. And if you read the opinions of the Supreme Court, and there's going to be a lot more Supreme Court decisions today. But anyway, but last Friday, they came down with that one. Oh, not last. It was like Wednesday or Thursday. I forgot the exact day. But anyway, so freedom of religion only means the federal government will not, and I mean will not, create or endorse any religion. Sure. You know, like how the Church of England yeah. was a real religion. Right. It was a church of England. It's literally in the name. The church But it was obviously it was tied to government, whoever the powers yeah. that be were. So how does this relate to what we were talking about here? So, but this is my point. The United States is the true form of Christianity because Christianity isn't about, you know, like the Church of England or the Mormons. It's not. But Christians are supposed to allow all the strangers into their land and through their actions, their works, you know, how they act as people. Right. How they do that will influence all of those, you know, cults. I don't want to call them cultists, but that's what they are. So I don't know any other name. But anybody outside of true Christianity is a cult. Mm -hmm. Even some Christian religions are cultish. Like, you know, the Je I don't know much about Jehovah's Witnesses, but they seem like a cult. And, you know, it's maybe it's I was watching a, I was watching a Baptist soul winning video this morning about a pastor who would go door to door, a uh, soul winning, saving uh -huh. people. And he's funny because this is something that he said, this points to your point about culting is that the reason when I knock on the door, I immediately yell, I'm a Baptist, not a witness. And people are more <laughs> likely to answer the door when they say because they already know what's coming. But you know, the funny thing is like even the conservatives, as we say, Chinos, it's a cult. They get you believing in things that are not real. Yeah. Case yeah. in point. What's that one girl's name? Paula Witt? Yeah. I don't even know who that is. Who's that? Oh, okay. Some lady pastor that introduced uh, Trump's rally in Florida. And she was saying some, you know, it's just all stuff. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they're, they're, you're right. Because here's the thing. I think that your perspective, when you talk about so-called not real Christians, you know, I, I can't look at people like, 
uh, Kenneth Copeland or, you know, Joel. Oh, Osteen, I wish I knew who those people were. <laughs> televangelists, televangelists who call themselves Christians and really feel like what you said earlier, it is by your actions in which people are going to be impacted, similar to your Christian parents, because they didn't really dictate how you should believe, right? Whereas in some places, to, or in order to assimilate into a, a culture outside of the United States, it's not just about the customs of that, but it's dictated by their religion. So you have to take on those customs that have been written into their culture because of their foundation of faith in order to be accepted. Whereas here, you don't have to do that. And consequently, we would like to think that Christianity as a way of life, as a faith, and how you treat other people is going to be ultimately what softens hearts. And it does. It really does. Exactly. See, and that's how it is on the streets. See, because if it wasn't for my Christian parents and all my other Christian examples, I would have been a murderer. I would have been. I believe it. I believe because it. Because if I would have had Jewish parents, I would have been like, eye for an eye, nigga. Pam, you know what I mean? And then it's justified. You know what I mean? Because that's my mentality. But I always remember this, like my coach, uh, you know, my Christian dad, he, he reverse curled 115 pounds 30 times, you know, behind his head, just yeah. boom, 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 boom. And then he threw it down. And he goes, that's just in case you guys get out of hand. And you know what I mean? He just gave that example. Didn't, you know, he, like he was never aggressive, never anything, but he showed us his strength. And I'm thinking, man, that's badass. <laughs> like, and it makes you think. And I'm, yeah. but then it also makes you think, like, man, that's hella cool because he could have just whooped our asses, you know, all, you know, not all day, but like, you know, like for all those times we we're messing up, you know. But it, it was just a random thing, you know. So, but well, that because because that example is demonstrated through our God, through through Jesus, who is God in our belief system, and that He came to like this guy could. Like what? Because that's the thing. A lot of people would be like, "If you truly are the Son of God, raise this man from the dead. If you truly are the Son of God, do this." And in a weird way, that's missing the point. And it goes back to the whole carnal mind thing as well. Because what people want to see in a god or a king is somebody <coughs> who will rule over and has a lot of power—not just physical power, but is just able to. You're a superior person, so to speak, and that itself is the antithesis of what it means to really live in harmony with humans, with with even the people on the planet. Is actually to serve. Alphas serve. They don't rule. But here's the thing: when you said that thing about your Christian parent and how he curled 150 pounds reverse curled, it's like I don't oh, have to head. say crazy. Yeah, well, I don't have to exert anything for you to be able to respect and appreciate my authority and live in harmony with me. And I think that that's what Jesus was after because it's you just like, see, but that's exactly what Jesus, Jesus was the strongest man on the planet. Yes. He was. Yes. And not only the strongest, but he was the smartest. Yeah. He was the most intelligent because he was able to do things. Moses was destroyed. Moses' well, well, mind was destroyed. Of course, but Moses was also a man. We have to acknowledge that true Christian. Well, that's Jesus my point. God. So Jesus is theory, God. If everything in the Bible is true, shoot, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, so, you know, I'm going to go back to what, okay, so Jesus was the most powerful man that ever lived. Everybody knows it based on what the Bible says. And, um, and and I'm assuming Moses had to have been the second most powerful man, but but anyway, 
<laughs> well, I mean, because, you know, he was able to do things that... Well, because of God, not because Moses had it. It's because God gave it to him. Well, yeah, that's the point. See, okay. the difference between Jesus and Moses was Moses' mind was destroyed. His body was destroyed. And I, I think God saw that. He was like, you know what? Not a good idea. I'm going to send Jesus down. I think that's what the whole Old Testament was about, was all the mistakes he made and why Jesus needed to come because, you know, he had to simplify things. Yeah. The, the Old Testament's just too complicated for the human mind. It just is. And uh, Jesus, like, sometimes I can't sleep thinking about that crap. But, but uh, <laughs> no, it's the truth. It's complicated. It's all hell. And, and if you're looking for an answer, it's hard. But anyway, stay here or there. Let's go back to what we we're talking about. Um, so the thing is with communism, it's the exact opposite of Christianity. Right. The United States is the perfect example of what Christianity is. So if Jesus is the strongest, most powerful man that ever lived, the United States as a country is the strongest, most prosperous country that has ever existed, more powerful than the Romans, more powerful than the Greeks, more powerful than anybody. Sure. And we use restraint, just like the way my Christian coach did. He ah. used restraint on us. Jesus uses restraint. Everybody uses restraint, but that's why I call the Jews a cult, because they don't restrain themselves. They are quick to go to war. Like I said, if I would have had a Jewish dude as my leader, like the way Ice T, uh, Ice Cube did, the NWA had, they grew up with Jewish influence. Mm -hmm. What did they create? NWA. They started this, what we see today. They made it cool to start killing people. That's what the music was all about. Yeah. About not being a sucker, this, that, this, that. They were glorifying the violence of the streets. Who was behind it? A Jewish dude. That was his influence. You know what I mean? Look at I look, and I know if I was toe to toe with Ice by Ice Cube, I'd knock him out with half my strength. Seriously, almost anybody in the streets, half my strength, I'd knock you out. So, but I don't do that. Why? Because of my Christian parents' influence. It's okay to be the strongest and not. Oh, I got to do this and that. That's right. That's right. With the Jewish faith. It's almost like you always got something to prove, even despite everything. No, no, but check this out. Because <laughs> we don't have Christian leadership in this country, although we are a true Christian nation. Because for whatever reasons, we use restraint. Although people, what about George Bush? Yeah, those are the exceptions. You know what I mean? But it could have been way worse. He showed restraint on some things and didn't show restraint on a lot of other things. But every president uh, after Reagan, you know, they just lost control. You know what I mean? But every war in this country has always been started by a progressive. It's just without a you know, Vietnam War, progressive. Any war, progressives, all of them, progressives. This is how it works, except for recently. You know, with Bush, Bush was the first, you know, quote unquote Christian to go to war. Well, you had Cheney and he was contracted through Halliburton. <laughs> yeah. so but, it, but that's my point. See, now, I honestly believe Reagan was a good Christian dude. 
I think yeah. he was. That's why he was honest about the stuff, you know, because like the dude was humble. And, and you yeah. know what the funny thing is? This guy avoided, he got shot twice and he made a joke out of it. Yeah. yeah. No, but, you know what I mean? And he didn't die. Yeah. He, oh. he literally was something like, he said, <laughs> he made a joke. Uh, dude, his, his jokes are good too. This guy, like if you watch old tapes of Reagan, he'd be like, oh yeah, I got shot. But uh, I need, if I wanted that nurse to save my life, I needed to maintain my bedside manner. <laughs> yeah. he, he like made it funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But anyway, so, but here's my, my point of saying this is, is this, because I want every single, because I know we have a conservative crowd and I want the conservatives to, to really understand this. You conservatives and the people you follow, whether it's Ben Shapiro or Candace Owens or anybody, you guys do not understand the truth of Christianity. They don't. And that's why they do what they do. They don't understand what it's like to be on the streets. They don't understand how blacks will always suffer. Because the only question is this. Because Candace Owens might have said this, oh, we're better off this and that, but it's, it's not that we're better off. Black people were successful beyond imagination of 2019 because why? They were practicing true Christianity. Unadulterated, they were. Black people were obviously coming out of slavery and they were, you know, forgiving their, their quote-unquote slave masters. That's right, yeah. They just did. And, and what did they do? They didn't get welfare. They didn't get minimum wage. They didn't do any of that stuff. They didn't want scholarships. They just believed in their Christian faith, and they became the number one economic power in the world. And then on top of that, they were also the most educated and they shared their education with everybody. Florida A&M accepted whites as well. They weren't just, oh, guess what? We're going to exclude Asians. We're going to exclude. But, no. but that right there is amazing because people actually use the concept of, this was actually said in the hearing, right? Of, uh, how, how time changes things and it allows us to record history differently or perhaps even behave differently. But that actually is anything but true when we think about faith, because here's the deal. It's not about the example I use is it didn't take black people a hundred years to get to where they wanted to go. You know, the thing about the Christian faith and even with what people can accomplish prosperously with God, right? We've seen people climb themselves out of debt, receive <laughs> healing, build, you know, look at the things like the Sistine Chapel, look at Da Vinci, right? It's not really about progress as people over a hundred years as what people on the news would say, Oh, it took a hundred years for, you know, segregation to get unwinded. It's like there was no segregation then. And all it takes is actually the collective, uh, not collective, but the, the value system to be real for it to happen overnight. See, yeah. what people fail to grasp is people think that uh, uh, throughout history that um, we've progressed a lot as a culture because we're more accepting of promiscuity and we're more accepting of all these things when in reality, it's just a different decision you made. It doesn't take 100 years for a class of people to get on top. It doesn't. It takes like a day. 
when you decide that you want to practice your faith and cut things out, you'd be surprised what you can accomplish. But that's that's the deal here, and that's the the game that progressives play because they make it think that in that forty year span between the end of the Civil War and progressivism mm-hmm. under Woodrow Wilson that they were suffering and everything. But how can you have Madam C.J. Walker? How can you have Black Wall Street? How can you have all of these black politicians serving in government at not just the local level, but the state and federal level at that time? And you're here telling me that they can't vote? Like, <laughs> Oh, no, they could have voted then. Seriously, they were well, voting That's then. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, But they were disallowed that in 1913 but here's the thing and this is why i started with communism is the exact opposite of christianity it just is yeah so in 1913 progressive ideology started right Mm -hmm. you just said that woodrow wilson but remember what i had said earlier progressivism is also the opposite of christianity it just is because why? Because they believe their God is Charles Darwin and science and evolution, da da da. So they developed a system parallel to communism that takes God out of the, uh, out of the equation. So wherever you see a progressive city in 2019, you will see nothing but godlessness in, in those cities. That's why they call them the city of God. Any ghetto is a city of God because why? There is no God there. But anyway, so in 1964, or was it 63? I don't know. One of those years. LBJ, and this is a quote from that guy. uh, He was a reporter. He wrote a book about this. I forgot his name. But the quote basically says, I'll have those niggers voting Democrat for the next 200 years. So how did he do it? What was his plan? He's a progressive, and Christianity was still in the black communities in the 50s. So in 6364, he was trying to remove Christianity out of there forever, or at least for the next 200 years. How was he going to do it? What did LBJ do? He He used a Christian icon and made it work against them. He used Martin Luther King Jr., That's right. And what was Martin Luther King Jr. doing? He was in the carnal mind. He He was was having having affairs affairs with his wife. Yeah, that's right. He was traveling with that Baynard. Here's the thing. I I like where you're going with this. If he wasn't sleeping around with women, I think he would have just been like, no, screw you. I'm going to do my own thing. He would have done what that Baptist preacher would have done in that setting. That's right. No, seriously. Yeah. Because he was a dirty, dirty man. Seriously, he wasn't faithful to his wife. God knows if he was gay or not. I mean, we don't have proof, but we do know Bernard Ruskin was a very close friend to yeah. MLP Jr. And why were they traveling? God, if I know, I don't know what they were doing in India, but you know what I mean? It's like, you know, hanging out with another, you know, I don't want to say fruit, but what's that guy's name? Gandhi. You know what I mean? It's like, what was he doing? You know, it's like, yeah. you know, this. But, but, so that's that actually puts the pieces together because that is see the thing is progressives similarly like the devil and this is where i'm going to sound a little bit like like farrakhan because he has a point when he says this it's not 
by they don't take from you by blatant force. They do the old fashioned trick in the book. The first thing that Eve did was she was tricked. She was tricked by the serpent. It's the same deal. You think the you think the devil himself doesn't know the word inside and out? It's very easy to take a Christian in name only type person or somebody who represents that and have them work against an agenda that's very implicit. And unless you know otherwise, a lot of people will be fooled by it. A lot of people are fooled now. You have, you know, nice, smart, intelligent black individuals that go on TV and say things like this. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to not all. <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm telling, but see, but that's the thing. Uh, I'm telling you now. I feel like the people they're using now, like the Candace Owens and the Coleman, <laughs> yeah, but, they're like the Martin Luther King of that time. Way worse because, because uh, here's at least Martin Luther King Jr. was well written. Sure, sure, and educated, and yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know so much about his education, but that dude. Not a doctor, I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's the thing. It's like he was a doctor, so he had a PhD. But yeah, that doesn't mean anything. Like education, <laughs> it really doesn't. I'm thinking, uh, God. So, so wait, but that that I'm glad you brought this up because this is all coming together. What else were you saying? I didn't mean to cut you off about. No, 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 no but my my point is this. To take away Christianity from the most religious people on the planet was the first step. Because if you can remove God from black people, then you know you can take away God from everybody else. So here's my thought, and this is where the independent thinking comes in, so feel free to correct me if I'm wrong on this. But Martin Luther King was kind of like almost like a messianic figure because he was like this guy that fought for civil rights, civil rights, which is for a Christian individual here, kind of making a lot of people believe that it's no longer coming from above. You had civil rights all along, but now it's going to be written into law by the Congress, by the United States government. Therefore, in believing in that and having them vote for the Civil Rights Act, keeping them implicitly in bondage well, see, the the for the next the Christians, no 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 see the christians already passed the civil rights act in eisenhower the, in 57 yeah yes. in 1957 the the conservatives of the republican party who are very christian eisenhower passed, was very was very upright yeah, he was yeah. the president at the time eisenhower was the president but you know believe it or not he's the guy that invented freeways well, he didn't invent freeways. Hitler invented freeways, but, but, but it's the truth. But, but the thing is like this. Well, but that's what they say. They say the devil knows how to, 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 to win because he'll bring a lot of presents. So, you know, it's not all bad what, what Hitler did, I guess. But, the, uh, but anyway, so... No, but there was a Civil Rights Act under Eisenhower, which yeah, you've uh, talked in about. In 1957, the real Civil Rights Act was granted... In 1957. So black people were already granted civil rights and Jim Crow should have ended in 58. It should have, but it didn't because LBJ was like the mastermind behind all of this stuff. But this was before Kennedy became president. Yeah, well, Kennedy... uh, Also a Democrat, but... you know. No, but he was a devout Catholic. So 
no, but I hate. But, to but he, he, like, he was he was he was fooling around too. That guy. yeah yeah he was a womanizer. It's just a Catholic thing, I think. This <laughs> <laughs> is what they do. But uh, but the thing is like this. It's crazy man. Everybody was a, was afraid of the Kennedys because they knew how devoted they were to Catholicism. So they honestly thought that the Pope was going to be influencing JFK. And, uh, but the main reason why they fear JFK is because they fear that he was going to get soft on, on racism. And he did. He got soft because why his little brother, Bobby Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy became the civil rights uh, uh, attorney general. That was, you know, there was like in 57, you know, how Congress implemented it. They created a, a special AG just for civil rights. And then, Ken, you know, JFK was like, I'll give it to my little brother. Shut him up. You know, give him something. Yeah. Because he was always yapping, yapping, yapping. And then he goes, hey, look, this, there's real civil rights things going on here. This is because in 57, JFK voted against the 57 Civil Rights Act. All Democrats did. LBJ, they just, they called it the nigger bill. That's what they called it. it it's so- not... Interesting. That's that would explain why even conservatives who don't really know this and celebrate Martin Luther King or, or any of that matter, they they still say things like black development, right, slowed down after the passage of the sixty four Civil Rights Act. And it was already going up prior to that. Yeah, well no 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 no. It was it was okay. It was there was an uptick. Yeah. In the fifties, the uptick for blacks were going up again. And they were trying to avoid that. They, I mean, that's the thing. That's why in the 60s, what happened? You know, Planned Parenthood happened in the ghettos. Yeah, that's true. It became more mainstream. All of these things became mainstream and really specialized. And and this is why uh, you really have to look at it from a true Christian perspective and how America is a true Christian nation and how Christianity would work for an entire nation versus a localized church in a city or a school system. You know, it's different. It's, it's, um, so for an entire country to be truly Christian is phenomenal. It's just like, when you really look at it, it's like, holy crap, this is mind blowing because it ended slavery, not just ended slavery, but it was the example for the entire planet. It just was. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, like, because Italy was emulating what the United States was doing. That's why they were coming here in droves, you know, after what, what, what they call the Reconstruction Era. But anyway, it's neither here nor there. Let's go back to the 60s. When Kennedy became soft on civil rights, and they were, you know, well, not him, but Bobby Kennedy was persecuting people. Uh, of course, they assassinated him and his brother. They allowed Ted to live. Why? Because he didn't give a you know crap. He was just a bad man, you know. So he was like your standard good good Catholic boy. Just you see something going on, just close your eyes and pretend it ain't happening. That's what Catholics do. They just pretend nothing's happening, and they're like, oh, hopefully God will come. And they also, I learned this recently. They don't pray out loud. Which I don't know. I don't know anything about that, but, but you know what I mean? But anyway, so 
the thing that, that people really have to focus on is this. They, LBJ and JFK, they literally use Martin Luther King, a prominent Christian man. They used his weaknesses to allow him to take Jesus out of the United States. That was the very first step. Why would he say, I'm going to have them niggers voting Democrat for the next 200 years? Because Martin Luther King Jr. is the modern symbol of a proper Christian. He is. And when everybody says MLK Jr., who is he? Oh, he was a, a Baptist minister, man of God, blah, 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 blah. Nobody will say any different. Everybody believes that hook, line, and sinker. But mm -hmm. what did he do? What did he advocate for? And this is the argument for reparations. Because reparations is needed because we are not in a Christian nation. They stole our religion. They did. They literally took our religion from us. The federal government took out Christ from every aspect of our life. Because in the old days, in the 1800s, yeah. 1865, between 1865 and you know, 1912, everybody had a good Christian life. They did. Every black person had it. The nuclear family was nuclear. Why? Because of God, because of Jesus. It was just what they did. Without God, there is no nuclear family. Muslims have a nuclear family. Why? Because they do believe in God in some form. Every group that has God in their life will always have a nuclear family. But guess what? They remove God from the black community. How? By propping up one of the most evilest men on the planet and propped him up as, like, as you said, a messianic figure. <laughs> I think that's what you said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's the truth. Martin Luther King Jr. is considered to be like Christ-like, but he wasn't. He was a fornicator. He was, uh, you know, a sodomite most likely, and he was open about it. He was open about it with all his friends. And that weakness allowed him to be compromised. So what did he do? He advocated to take away voting rights from black people. He advocated for a law that literally brought back segregation into the schools. Because think about it now, everybody, and this is like conservatives, all conservatives are for school vouchers. Why? Why are they for school vouchers? Seriously, what is the purpose of a school voucher? A school voucher is, okay, I'm going to cut you a check for $7,000, and then you take that voucher and you give it to the school of your choice. Mm -hmm. Why would they do that? Hmm. See, seriously, what is the purpose of a school voucher? Now, a school voucher is given because... Everybody knows that the schools are segregated. You can go into any ghetto and guess what? They're going to teach you about abortion. Seriously. In the third grade, fourth grade, they're already prepping these girls in the ghetto. Hey, if you get in trouble, guess what? There's plan B. 
sex education in the elementary schools in the ghetto, like Oakland or San Francisco, yeah. they're teaching you, hey, look, if you're a woman, you know, female, go ahead and go ahead and get your HPV shots. Go ahead and, you know, here's your Planned Parenthood. And, and if you get pregnant at 13 years old or 12 years old, mm-hmm. go ahead and get an abortion. Yeah. You know, because they're prepping all of these kids in the ghetto for sex at an early age. Not like at 16, 17. They're prepping them for sex when they hit 12. Why? Eh, because most of these girls are going to hit puberty by then. And, and they're going to be confronted by some pervert. And um, it's just how it works. You know what I mean? As they say, um, God, there's a gross saying. It's really gross. If it bleeds, it something. You know what I mean? But basically, it means, it's, a, it's a slang term. If it bleeds, it... Oh, if it bleeds, it breeds. That's, 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 um, that's a saying, like, in the streets. Like, if a chick has reached her period, it's okay to fuck her. Because, Man, that's screwed up. That's yeah, a rather no, crass it's, way it's of putting just, it. No, but that's... I'm telling you, you'd be shocked at the shit that's in my head. <laughs> but that's one of the say. I remember, like, I, I'm not going to say his name, but we used to call him Chef something. And he'd always say that crap. If if it bleeds, it breeds. If it bleeds, because he was notorious for, you know, dating people like Pee Pee Girl and stuff like that. And, uh, you, you know, and that was just his thing. He was older. He was in his 20s. And uh, he was dating 12, 13-year-olds. You know what I mean? But then I was around that age. So in my mind, it was like, yeah, we're hanging out. Because, like, it never dawned on me that I shouldn't be hanging out with grown men. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, it's amazing. Cause like one of my good friends now I'm better friends with his adult brothers. It was like a 10 year gap. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm really good. Like one of my best friends is like six years older than me, mm-hmm. but I've known him since I was a kid. And, uh, but even though his younger brother, me and him are the same age, we got nothing to come. I don't know anything about him really. Cause I never hung out with them. And then his older brothers is like even older than that. And, Oh, but anyway, it's neither here nor there. But my point is this. People don't understand that in the ghetto, there is no God. People don't understand that. But somehow, some way, they say things like, oh, I want to do a school voucher. Why? Why would they need a school voucher? Why not just say this? Why don't we allow these people to be controlled at the local level by their local leaders. We have to, because here's the thing, because we're knocking Catholics, but here's the one thing I'll say good about Catholics. They know how to educate their people. The Jesuits are some of the most intelligent people you'll meet on the planet, and they have the academic backgrounds to prove it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why Catholic schools are always so good. Even to this day, like Notre Dame University is top-notch university. Oh, yeah. Just is. And, uh, and, and even though it's a Catholic school, it, it's top-notch. The best schools in the state of California are all Catholic schools. Mm-hmm. Nothing can compete with it. And, uh, but my thing is this. And, 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 and uh, you know... Um, I'll I'll end pretty soon. <laughs> I know because this is I know this is probably taking long. And we, our points uh, are 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 forty five minute long excursions. <laughs> no, people are getting a people are getting independent <laughs> and, and education out of this. I'd like to think. Well, yeah, I hope so. But anyway, so so the thing is this: 
if everything in the black community, which is also known as the ghetto, where all the illegal immigrants live and everything else like that, if this is all true, that it's godless, what else is godless? So you have Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. is a, a major medical provider. They're godless. Every school in the ghetto, that's godless. So, you know, the local politicians, they pretend to go to, like, seriously, they go pray, they go, look, look at all of these people. You know, I hate, because Ben Shapiro is the only guy I can think of. Uh, he wears that yarmulke. And, you know, what does he do? He, he literally has no options. He, he's saying the same counterpoints as everybody else does. School vouchers, this, that, this, that, all these things. You know, there is, everybody says the same thing. Oh, in America, you can make it. No, you cannot make it in America. America in itself isn't why you can make it in America. You can only make it in America when you follow Christian principles. That's the history of our country. That's how it's always been. And if you deny that, then you will never succeed. See, even as an atheist, I always lived a Christian way without even knowing I was living a Christian way. Seriously, all my enemies, I'm cool with all of them. Which well, people go, you really, everybody likes you. And I was like, yeah, pretty much because I turned my enemies into my friends. That's how you survive on the streets. I don't want to be looking over my shoulder every once in a while. No, 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 no. I cut people out. When they say break something off, that means, um, I don't know what it means. Like, okay, so when I break people off, that means like I'm giving them money for, it's, it's a business expense. But sure. I really don't know how to explain it economically. Like breaking it off. It's just an expression. And it means like, um, so basically like you turn your friends, your enemies, they're all your business partners. Like in the streets, it's an economy. Everybody's your, your competitor, but you need to work together in order to make money. So like I'll come up with the plan and I'll break people off a certain percentage right. of what I was going to make. But I'd give them jobs. And I send them on their way instead of like, oh, trying to compete toe to toe and end up going to war. No, 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 no. You know what? There's a, there's a big pie. We're needy, not greedy. There's a saying like that's, that's one of our sayings. Mm. Hey, look, man, we're, we're needy, not greedy. And it's, it's interesting because I'm starting to think closely to the chest here that these principles, even though even if you consider them, there's, there's absolutely no room for anybody else except for the people in your community that you care about and have a mutual exchange with. Because here's the thing. Let's just take that aspect of economics. Forget, forget maybe the Christian morals or whatever, even though they actually play a role because you do need them to, to transact business properly. But like, consider this for a second. When you talked about that right there, you needed to make friends out of your enemies. Yeah. You needed to actually break off, which because you know, you're not going to actually take advantage of anybody. This has to be fair. This has to work. And what has to happen here is a couple of different things. Is You have to... How do I say this properly? 
you almost have to the improper way is probably the best <laughs> no what i'm saying is there is no room for anything else but the value system your god and no government but if that's the way you're supposed to work together in your community in order to not just survive, but to thrive, which is really what people should be striving for, instead of just kind of getting by and penny pinching, but to actually thrive, you cannot have, you, you actually can't have any external forces. And there's no taxation, no government, no anything. We do it ourselves. We fix it ourselves. And it's kind of like a government system that was set up when the Israelites were brought out of Egypt back into the promised land to be ruled by the judges, but where they disobeyed. Exactly. The number one thing is we as people cannot judge others. Let the judges do that. When we get caught, the judge will, the judge will handle things. Right. That is exactly what you're supposed to think. Because the number one thing about Christianity, we do not judge. Exactly. I'm not kidding you. Because but, here, it, but it, it goes one step. <laughs> it goes one step beyond that. Because here's the thing. And the reason why I use the Jews and the Israelites as an example is because their whole journey from the beginning all the way through the Old Testament is basically exactly what not to do for the rest of the world. I'm serious. Yeah. That's literally, a, a, the Old Testament is literally God saying, oh, now that I'm giving it to man after Jesus, like, hey, refer to this and, and just don't do what they did because it didn't really work out that well, which is true. Every time they disobeyed God, another empire came in, whether it was the Persians or the Babylonians come in and kick them out, destroy. And okay, for lack of a better word, you weren't prospering in your own land. But here's another thing. It goes deeper beyond that with the judges because God never wanted us to be ruled by kings. No government. It's civil government, which is you hold each other accountable. But did you know the only reason why they were given a king is because the people demanded it. And then after a while, he's like, all right, God, you know, whatever. Take a king. And there are only three really good kings. The rest of the time, the kingdom split, literally separated, and all the kings were wicked. Because that's just the nature of people. That's yep. just how nature it works. We are not supposed to, to... We want a king because it's the same reason why you start worshiping a golden cow when Moses disappears for 40 days. It's just there's something about you need to set your eyes on an authority figure and give well, them power in order to feel this, like you're being protected. And that is exactly what happens with government. Well, see, but now... In 2019, we have to admit certain things that we anoint people to be our leaders who should not be our leaders. And the people who should be leaders don't want to do it. Yeah. Because they're like, yeah, you know, uh, well, I'm going to say it like this. The Christians of today are not like my Christian dad. My Christian dad, you know, he would have loved to have been a leader, but, you know, he wasn't that articulate or anything like that. You know what I mean? So he just didn't have a chance. He just did it. <laughs> Even if he wanted to, he just didn't have a chance because it's just a reality. But the Christian leaders that we have today, they're no better than a Ben Shapiro. 
they're just not they they do not understand that this is what makes us successful and and i'll i'll bring it back to the streets there was a lot of fags right and in theory because it's the 80s and you know if you were not afraid of gay people something was wrong with you they were dying of aids and all this other stuff and whatnot and Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus, and they were aggressive. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they'd grab your junk. They didn't care. You know what I mean? They just—they were aggressive, aggressive people, and they weren't all like event. Like the gays of yesterday weren't the same as gays as today. Mm-hmm. You know, gay people. You know why gay people have such great bodies? Because they knew that they were getting picked on for being faggy, so they lifted weights and got strong and, and, you know, and learned how to fight just like anybody else. And, uh, if you're going to be in a world of trouble, if you don't know how to fight and you're going to be a type by a gay dude who may or may not have AIDS. So long story short, you had to work with everybody. You can't judge them. You couldn't, man. I have, you know, that's why to this day I got tons of gay friends. Why? Cause I was always friendly with the fags. You know, and, and you know, I'd throw parties with them, and, and I didn't care. As long as I'd tell them shit like, dude, that's gross. Don't tell me that crap and gross stuff. Oh, you don't know. God, people tell me stories, but they'll, oh, you just don't know until this and that. I'm thinking, I said, man, there's something wrong with you guys. And, but that's the point. Without judging them, you know, because they were still my friends, I'm still going to be friends with them, I could still talk shit to them just like they're talking shit to me, you know, and we're going to debate, but I'm always going to win because trust me, when you got the problems that they got for being gay, I was never going to be dying from AIDS. I guarantee you that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and believe it or not, watching everybody else kept me on the straight path because I was like, I ain't drinking. Cause you never know. You might have a dick up your ass one day, you know, being so drunk. It's the truth. It's that's why, you know, you just never know what's going to happen when you're drunk because you're drunk. That's why I used to always call it without even being a a atheist or without even being a Christian, you know, even as an atheist, I used to call it Satan's pee. Oh, that's the devil's urine. You know, anything with liquor because I'm like, I ain't drinking that shit because I see what happens with you fucks. And they're not just gay, dude, like everybody. Yeah. You know, girls passed out drunk and it was just what people do. It's you know, funny. Like, yeah, I'm not, I recognize that too as at a young age. That's why I'm not saying I'm not saying this from a snobby point of view, but it's just I I, I saw like the foresight. I was like, that can't oh, be good for you. Think about this. Who's in trouble right now? Who's going to trial right now? Kevin Spacey. Why? Because he was, you know, getting this 18-year-old kid drunk and he was texting his girlfriend, oh, his, his, I don't know, I guess Kevin Spacey has a girlfriend too, but he was texting, oh, help me, help me, he's buying me drinks and he's making me drink and like, you know, so it was a setup. This, uh, This dude, some little young fag dude trying to set up Kevin Spacey. Yeah. You know, it's a setup, but look, Kevin Spacey's more, he's older than me, but I, I don't know why I said he's my age, but you know, he's kind of like my age. Cause we kind of, you know, all my friends are like Kevin Spacey's age. And, uh, but that's what we did in the old days. You get people drunk and then you bang them. That's what, that's just how it was in the old days. Why? Because you're drinking 
purposefully you want the attention you want us to come on to you but you want an excuse like oh i was drunk no but see that that's the thing and that's that's the weird dichotomy back then of of kind of like you're doing it but you actually want it but you just don't want to be held responsible and make an accountable out of doing right so here's the deal here's the deal though and and we talked about bill cosby that's just how i mean I, i i don't if he really like took advantage of women i'm not for that but if you're in the seventies and everybody was doing that, God knows Bill Cosby's not the only one going, yeah, no, buddy, it's <laughs> gonna, you know, like, you, that's but it's, you, but that's how it works. That's how it worked. We were raised that way. Hey, look, you know, alcohol lowers your inhibitions, but that's my point. It's godless. And that's the thing. When there is godlessness all over you, then you're not going to succeed. In the black community, we are one of the few people that don't have religion. And everybody, oh, no, they got religion. No, it's not. You go to Texas, it's hard to find Christians anywhere. It's, it's, the systems are all the same. It's, I mean, in Georgia, they have black communities that are honestly very successful. But, you know, those are the exception, not the rules. And we are talking about progressive cities, yeah. Austin one of the biggest cities in texas it's it's you might as well be in it's little san francisco little seattle and it's just it's spreading everywhere and i swear to you in about 15 20 years i think the entire country will be christianless will be a christianless country in about 20 years unless people start to understand the street conservatism because it could only be really like, and I, cause I really don't know if Jesus was a street dude, but I got a funny feeling he would, cause look, he was hanging out with that prostitute lady. He was like the hooker. I don't know her name, but, but, uh, some very famous, cause everybody like, you know, in atheist circles, we believe that Jesus had a kid with that prostitute lady. You know, it's just what was said. You know, it's like, yeah, because he knew nothing but the hookers, da 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 da. That's why we love hookers because Jesus loved hookers, and uh, it's just no. But but that's just sayings that we do say. He rebuked a woman caught in the act of adultery. Is the real thing that? Yeah, happened. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know anything about the Bible, but growing up, we always thought that Jesus was hella street because he was hanging out with prostitutes, hanging out with the poor, hanging out with this guy, that guy. You know what I mean? Like all these losers. Well, he wasn't exactly, he wasn't exactly balling. Like, well, no, but, see, but that's my point. With the limited street knowledge we had of Christianity, we still knew enough not to judge people, not to turn away people. And that's the thing. You have to understand it from the street level. Imagine if we knew Christianity for reals. If we knew real Christianity, like the way blacks used to know it in the 1800s, man, I'd be a billionaire. Seriously, I'd be a billionaire by now. I'd probably be like the third or fourth richest man on the planet, and everybody else would be so successful. But we don't know anything about Jesus because our church is sucked. <laughs> it's just the truth. It's it's like, uh, except for the church where my coach went, but it was, uh, I mean, it was cool, but, you know, he wasn't an aggressive guy. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? He wasn't like, like the some of the things that I would say that negative about him, about my Christian parents were they didn't spread the word. You know, they only lived through their actions. Like you gotta, you know, they. I think that's how they lived life. Like they were only examples through their their acts, like uh, random acts of kindness or whatever you call it. But that's that church never grew because they were limited to the people that they exposed themselves to, which is basically the high school that we went to. Right. And then all those students after graduation, we all moved away. And, uh, you know, we never went back to those churches or anything like that. We just never did. So, uh, but anyway, but my point is nobody should ever expect anybody from the ghetto to do well ever until Jesus comes back to those people's lives. Mm -hmm. It's just a reality without any leadership in the Christian community, the ghettos will always be doomed. Always. Abortions will always continue to grow. Always. Why? Because there's no true example of Christianity out there. Where's the old, where's my Christian parents? Where are they in the communities? Nowhere. They don't exist. Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, that black kid, you know, the one you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Or that Vietnamese communist dude who went to Vietnam and got busted for 12 years. And he's going to do 12 years, <laughs> you know, for overthrowing the government. What's really, it's not really an overthrow, but that's my point. All of these people are doing it the wrong way. If you want to change somebody's heart and mind, you bring that Bible and you understand. That's all you got to do. You don't need to talk crazy or, or throw Molotov cocktails on anybody. You don't need to do that. You don't need to go to Facebook unless you're going to talk about God. And Because here's my opinion. I think the only thing people should talk about would be what we talked about with um, Romans mm-hmm. and a certain aspects about Jesus, about, you know, Amalek, like multi-level marketing, stuff like that. But then we should let the real christian people who understand that bible like the way you understand it only they should talk about it because it's a complicated book you know what i mean everybody else should just talk about you know how i talk about it limited i'm limited in my christian knowledge why because i'm not a christian i don't know these things but i understand the principles it's mathematically sound the economics is sound the Mm -hmm. ethics is sound because you got to treat people with respect and the judges should honest to God be real Christian people because in the old days, remember how, well, you don't probably remember, but I bet you your dad remembers every, not every day, but before trial, when you hit that witness, then you put the hand on the Bible and then you swear on that Bible that you're telling the truth. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, I'm telling the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. That was a real thing. And little by little, they took God out. They took these things out. That's why I brought up the World War I monument, mm-hmm. because they wanted to take the Christians' crosses out. Because when, you know, like you see the cross on the grave. Why? Yeah. Because they identified as being a Christian. Right. And they want everybody to know that's who they were. You know what I mean? And think about that. 
if if you're a Muslim dude and you got the little Muslim symbol on your grave, mm-hmm. it's okay because that's who they were. And that's how they died. So if that's on the cemetery, why is that offensive? It's not offensive. It's not the government endorsing any religion. They're just acknowledging. See, there's a difference from acknowledgement and in and starting your own religion. Just because somebody puts a Muslim symbol on a Muslim guy doesn't mean anything. Just means the government's acknowledging that this Muslim dude who believed in his faith served in a war. That's mm-hmm. it. That's all that means. So Christians have to stop being so afraid right. of being Christian because Muslims do that shit all the time. When a Muslim person does something, they put that mosque right on top of their victory. Why? Because, you know, they're not afraid to establish that, hey, Muslim people won this. That's why they want to put that mosque at 9-11 where they, they uh, blew up the Twin Towers. They want to put that mosque there because that's their victory. And nobody, Obama was okay with that. Oh, blah, 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 blah. It's like, man, you're endorsing a religion because that is their goal but when you put a cross on somebody's grave that's that dead person wanting the world to acknowledge the fact that he was a christian and his christian principles led him to join the military and serve his country in that way and give his life whatever jewish people do that too there's that star of david on people's graves you know nobody cares but that's why you know the opinions of the Uh, it's kind of like people just like the, the judges, they ruled. And this is why you got to believe like God's hands on things. They ruled correctly, but they ruled correctly for the wrong reasons. So Democrats, they want reparations, but they want reparations for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. And they want reparations because they want to be God. The progressives are God in their mind. Mm-hmm. Just like communists, the government is their gods in their mind. That's why communists are communists. And that's why in, in true declared communist states, we do have to wrap this up, but in true declared communist states, why is there one supreme leader forever <laughs> and for always? Haven't we ever, yeah. like, we didn't even meant like, Kim Jong Il is, is Kim Jong Un is or like Kim Il Sung, the original founder of North Korea, is still looked at as the eternal supreme leader. No, they're not. They don't take shits. I'm not kidding you. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm North saying. North Koreans believe the Kim family don't shit. They don't poop because they're gods. I'm not kidding you. That's I, I mean, what they I, believe. Yeah, and it's the same with Mao. Mao, it, yeah, we have different chairmen now, but Mao is still revered as. Yeah, the Mount the Almighty One are, are yeah. picked by gods. The, all their children are like goddesses. Hey. And at, at least back in the day when we had emperors, that whole manifest destiny only went to the strongest man in the pack. And if you could defeat the emperor, then you were king, you know? But with <laughs> yeah. government, man, that's even because it's, it's not even that. It's the people feeling like they're powerless against their government because their rights have been taken away. And that's the key here for this because here's the deal back in the day 
even emperors that were ruling, everybody was conservative. It's like, dude, if I want him off my turf, I'm going to get a few of my boys. We're going to go take over. And that's how it worked back then. Yeah. That's why no, you had more nations. it should work now and to this should, day. Yeah. Right, right. But, but, but now but, they fool people and they make them feel powerless. What did Stalin do to his people? He took everything away <laughs> and gave them the bare necessities they needed to, to survive. No, because he murdered. No, no, I know. Millions of people. I, I know, I know. But it's what I'm also saying insane. is the way he had people convinced was by doing that. No, but, and, but imagine this. Like, everybody allowed that killing to happen. But, no, but that's what I'm saying. If and, you didn't feel... That's why when we talked about how when you, they desensitize you to life, you're just going to go, oh, well, that happened. It wasn't me. quick to war. And you'll yes. be quick to war. That's why... Dead to life and therefore you will go quick to war that's right everybody wants pro-life is not just about defending babies rights remember when we talked about the whole pro-life thing they're getting you through the language desensitizing you that your life doesn't killing. matter yeah no, to killing and they to want killing. you to kill killing is normal in the streets why because everybody has an eye for an eye mentality right. but but it goes back to what i like i'll close out with these statements the progressives are correct when it comes to reparations because, but they're correct for the wrong reasons. And because they want to be God, whatever their motives are will always lead to something bad. And then the conservatives, especially the Christian conservatives, they're wrong because they don't have Christ in their heart. They don't. That's why they're wrong about reparations. But if they understood how there is no God, there is that black people will never get ahead. Never, ever. Because the thing is like this. They'll say, well, what about guys like Ben Carson and da, 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 da. It's like, because those are the exceptions to the rule. And as long as those exceptions to the rule will always exist, the mass murders will always happen. And mass murders, not just, on the streets of Chicago or Baltimore, but the mass murders happening in abortions, the mass murders happening in wars, those will always continue as long as we deny the fact that Christ is no longer running anything. Because here's the thing, why do we have foreign aid? Because we don't believe in Jesus. That's why. We want to be like America's now God. We have our will imposed on everybody when that's not how it should be people should go with their bibles and teach everybody how to do mll open up a franchise type of thing and, and you know what i mean like it should be yeah. systematic but you know at the lens of you know through the christian lens mm -hmm. a monopoly is not christian it is anti-christian because the monopoly now becomes god that's and right we about facebook starting their own money and think about that when they start their own money they can control it the same way they control your facebook pages oh yes what you're no longer a member of facebook therefore you are no longer have money therefore we are your god there is a way and this is where uh, the one thing I no, don't say that's in the Bible too, but you know what I mean? No, but, but no, the, what I'm saying, you do know how to reverse this. Right. And this is a very, very, I think this is a way, this is how 
America can no longer be crippled to other countries with their economies as well. But this was all part of all of progressive agendas to unite all the world's nations, like in the Tower of Babel. The yeah. Federal Reserve. If you got rid of it, Facebook actually wouldn't have the ability to do that. Yep. No, but you know, believe it or not, Maxine Waters wants to, you know, she wants to stop it only because she can't control it because she is a bank. Yeah. She owns banks. So, but she's actually right. But again, she's right for but, the but wrong right reason. for the wrong reason. See, that's that's what we need to understand. Is people like, oh, how come you agree with Maxine? She has a point. If you own banks, you don't want no Federal Reserve. No, but, but my thing is this: How come conservatives aren't up in arms about this? The only guy I heard say anything negative was was Michael Savage. <laughs> he was the only one, and I'm thinking, see, this dude, and he's a Jew. But he ain't not, he's not like a normal Jew. He's not. Nah. He's more of a Christian than like I'm thinking. You know? I wonder if he's, because there are some Jews that believe in Christ, that actually profoundly believe in Christ. Like they're like, yeah, I'm Jewish, but I'm not like other, you know, because Jews don't, they don't accept the divinity of Christ as being the son of God. But some, some Jews do. They're just like, yeah. This. Yeah, but you got I don't know where Savage stands on that. Huh? No, but if you understand the math behind what Jesus did, there is no way he was a regular human being because he'd be like Moses then. He'd be all old and, and forgetful. You know what I mean? Just, but, but it's the truth. I mean, it clearly says Aaron had to be the spokesperson for Moses after his trip. Yeah. Because, you know, the human body is not made for this type of – that's why I, heaven has to be on earth because the human body cannot take that type of trap. We're not meant – I mean, you know, I don't. I hate to say this, but like bring up comic books, but I think, okay, so like the whole premise of Superman was that Superman was put on Earth because the other Kryptonians couldn't survive on the planet if they came. So General Zod's weakness was the atmosphere of sure. planet Earth. Of planet Earth, because yeah. he wasn't used to it. Da 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 da. You know this and that and. And in theory, Superman was able to, <laughs> I know it's complete fantasy, but Superman, because he was used to the radio, he was born here as a baby. Yeah. Because he was here as a baby and, uh, you know, he was raised here. He, so he was, you know, the sun, because it is the truth. The sun provides these hormones, steroids to the regular me, me and you. So, like, as babies, vitamin D is turned into steroids. That's just how it works for, for, for That's us. That's why babies need that stuff right away. Yeah, exactly. It, it, Put them in the sun. John just goes away, blah, 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 yeah. blah. And weirdly them. enough, you also want to know what happens, which is kind of fitting because we got to wrap this up. But babies also get supercharged. They grow yeah. super fast. They do. They literally, their organs, their cells, their muscles – quite literally double and quadruple in the yeah. time span of like a size. Year. So the principle of Superman was because he's from Krypton with a different anatomy, kind of like a whale. Yeah. With that radiation being exposed, he was going to be quote unquote God. like Well, you were going to be post-human. You were going to go beyond yeah. your, yeah. And so that makes sense. That when make other Kryptonians came to it one day come for him, he was going to be able to destroy them all because he was used to this, God-like atmosphere. 
And, and I'm telling it's it's freaky, but yeah, like I learned more about Christianity or the Bible through comic books than you do, you well, know, real stories came from the Bible. Yeah, they're biblical in a lot of ways, but it's the truth. It's like, man, but anyway, but that, yeah, that's yeah. a good observation because babies, they, man, yeah, no, but that's the whole gross. point. That's why they put Superman here as a baby, so that way, it's a crazy concept. But in physics, it actually would work. And then if you came here as an adult, you couldn't handle it. Yeah. Because it's just too much to handle. Like Moses. See, because like Zod was like Moses. So Zod's mind, like when, uh, when Superman attacked him, you have to attack their breathing apparatus so they're exposed to the atmosphere. And it destroys your mind because you're bombarded with all of these. Your senses are overpowered with sight with hearing yeah. with everything you know with your eyes because they have x-ray vision so like he can't he sees too much he hears too much he yeah everything's too much for him so you can't handle it your mind is destroyed because your mind can't handle it. that's what happened to moses in exodus his mind couldn't handle that's the thing it's like people don't get it. it's like reading exodus is like reading a comic book yeah. it really is like well, you know, you got to read comic books to really understand, like, origin stories, you know what I mean? So when you read origin stories, it's like Exodus is like, it's a comic book. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, people don't realize that comic books really steal from the Bible. And I'm thinking, I never knew that until you, if you read the Bible, then you see all the parallels between biblical stories and comic book stories. Mm -hmm. It's a ripoff. I'm thinking, yeah, but anyway, all right, but that that's the thing. It's like conservatives, you know, they don't recognize how godless these places are. Right. If they're not willing to really put God back into things because it's like, oh, well, all you got to do is, you know, don't have kids at a wedlock, have a dad at home. Well, how are you going to do that? Mm-hmm. How? What is the answer? Well, shit, Christ is the answer. the only answer because if you believe in the Jewish faith, it's okay to get a divorce. <laughs> but at least Christians, they don't, they don't divorce. They yeah. just don't. They, they, they really stay together and they stick it out. Mm-hmm. Like Christians believe in sticking out in a bad marriage. Right. They just do like, you know, like if, if you're a woman, wife beater, you know, the pastors try to work with you with your anger say hey look man don't beat your wife don't do it and then they tell the woman hey look you know try to forgive them you know for the kids stay together but jews quick to divorce quick to this quick to that da 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 and and look i know it's bad to beat your wife but you can still work it through you know i beat up a lot of dudes in my life and we're still friends you know what I mean? And we still work together. And I trust me, I fought everybody. All of my friends, we got into a physical altercation at one time or another. And just because that happens, and a lot of these dudes, we fought more than once. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just how it works. But you have to still work through your differences. And, and I think marriage is the same way. That only through a Christian lens well, th- and because look, you can't use the Bible itself because it's too complicated. People do not understand it because people always say things like, oh, the Bible filled with hypocrisies. It's this, it's that, it's hypocritical. It's, you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it, 
it says one thing here, but it then it says the exact opposite here. Mm-hmm. Look, that's because you guys don't understand it. It's too complicated. Leave it for the people who are the true leaders of this country. Mm-hmm. Let them answer the questions. And through their acts, their actions, we should live a prosperous life. Having dads at home, you know, having a philanthropy, um, a fornicating wife who has affairs. You know what? You knew who she was. You got to forgive her. And, you know, and, and you know, you know what I mean? It goes yeah. both ways. There's bad men, there's bad women, but only through Christianity will things end. And that's why I believe reparations are owed, but at the same time, you got to get rid of all social services. You got to get rid of it because that's the devil. Got it. That's the whole thing. Reparations is just going to be another government program and they want welfare still. Mm. Look, you got to repay the black people their money so they can go back to school. What did they do with the reparations? I guarantee you, you'll see all these black kids going to good schools. Whether they fit there or not, there's going to be brand new, a brand new economy based on tutoring. I bet you money Mm-hmm. black people are going to hire a whole bunch of Chinese kids to tutor their kids. I bet <laughs> you money. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. Just like the Wu-Tang clan, you know, the Wu-Tang clan used to watch these Kung Fu movies. And then the Wu-Tang clan was in one of those Kung Fu films. Mm-hmm. They literally named themselves the Wu-Tang clan from yeah. that Chinese movie. And they'll do the same thing. They'll, they will hire a bunch of Asians to tutor the black kids why? Because they got 250000 bucks. They could afford tutors. They could afford to go to these good schools now at elementary level. Now, forget about college and all this other stuff. They will spend most of that money on education. I guarantee you that. And why? Because they'll stay together. A lot of them will blow it on drugs. A lot of them will blow it on gambling. A lot of them will but a lot of them will spend it on education for those kids. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. You know what? One time shot, let them go through that money and whatever happens, happens. But this is the first step to getting Christianity back into the country. Why? Because there is no longer a social net. Mm-hmm. Once the social net is gone, it's gone forever. Why? Because there is no more excuses we stole the money through Jim Crow. Jim Crow still exists today. Why? Because Jim Crow was passed in 1964 through the guise of a hoax called MLK Jr., which was the very first step of taking God out from yeah. the communities. We had to bring it back in. The social nets have to be gone. All of those fake promises MLK Jr. promised, LBJ promised, that's the devil's work. It's not real. Take it away. All the social nets have to be gone because now everybody has to believe in themselves. And how do they believe in themselves? You got to love yourself. And mm-hmm. once you love yourself like the way you love God, then you can love your neighbors as you love yourself. Well and said, that's the well only said. way. It's yeah. the only way to go. That's the only way. And that's why we need reparations. Yeah. Okay. Well, reparations has to be done with no more social nets and seriously we got to give to them churches they i mean think about it if you really believe in tithing can you imagine if all these churches got 25k 
and then they can honestly start schools. These churches, see, because here's my thing. A church is exempt from paying any taxes. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pay taxes at all. So if they're not paying taxes, why aren't they starting schools? The people have to demand more from their churches. Why in the hell do Catholic churches, why are they so good? How come other churches aren't good as well? And that's the thing. There's a lot that needs to be done. I know we're way overdue, but I'll shut up at this point. <laughs> yeah, I got to run. <laughs> but, uh, final thoughts. Those are, that's a good way to end it there, guys. I mean, I hope you all got something out of this and made you think a little bit here. And, you know, the whole MLK thing is something that we need to dive into a little bit deeper as well. Because I think you know, we touched... I'll break it down. Like, I'll serious, I'll break it yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll do it in future episodes. But uh, thank you guys for jumping in and listening to what we have to say. And we will see you all in the next episode. Take care, guys.